0: hi and welcome to the first episode of hot takes with me depth so obviously one of the conditions of lockdown at the moment is to do essential shopping so minimal shopping we're currently going out once a week less if possible but like maximum once a week and i think most supermarkets at the moment at least are kind of implementing a max three of any one item kind of arrangement so one thing which has been affecting my family a lot is the shortage of milk well yeah the shortage of milk now so i don't know about you and your milk habits but i think out of all essential items milk milk's up there right? And clearly, I think the nation agrees with me on this one, considering if you go into Tesco, how much milk is there going to be? It's an item they're going to have a shortage of, I reckon. At least that's what my dad experienced, because he's the one doing the shop. And when he went the other week, went to get milk and came back with only two bottles of it. Yeah. Two four-pint bottles of milk for the week. Now, we don't normally, we're not a family that does one weekly sharp a week, and I feel like most aren't, so do we know how much milk we get through in a week? No, not really. But do we know whether we get through more than eight pints or not? Yes. So we had a cutback of sorts in that milk was to be used for tea only. For my mum, and like kind of me and my dad, but not really, just meant coffee, off the table, you're not having that. My brother, hot chocolate, can't be having that. And then we lasted the week, I'm glad to say, lasted on eight pints, had a little bit at the end. To clarify, there were two main aspects to this milk shortage scenario. The first thing, tea only. The second thing everyone had to have stronger tea so everyone had to, more milk not more milk crikey no less milk in their tea which i was more than happy to oblige with meant that my tea was being made better if i do say so myself whereas the family not so not so happy about that but you know i was fine but we're back to normal now got the milk but yeah so this whole situation at least I thought it begged the question, the obvious question, what are, in order, the best ways to use milk? If I've got a shortage of milk, short supply, how am I going to use it? Obviously, tea is at the top, that's what we did as a family, and had that as our main priority, we'd only use milk for tea. However, in general, what are, in order, or what are the tiers of milk usage? Right, This is what I think your obvious, obvious question is. So you've got, okay, just a list. What, what would I use milk for? Okay, tea. Okay, quick disclaimer. I do appreciate milk as a beverage. Just solid milk. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. But if you're using milk, using milk implies it's being added to something. So we're not counting milk by itself as part of this list because I think... You'd have to put it at the top because I feel like it deserves to, you know, be its own entity. So, taking milk by itself off the cards. So, actually using milk. Tea, yep, established at the top. And then other ones, other beverages. You've got coffee. What other hot beverages would you have with milk? Hot chocolate, yeah. Horlicks, Horlicks is kind of rank. My mum bought some the other day because she was like, what drink can we have that doesn't use that milk? And obviously instant Horlicks but that obviously involved us going out to the shop to buy the Horlicks so by the time we'd got more Horlicks we'd got more milk anyway but you know I guess for the next time we're in a impending crisis. Other drink? Milkshakes? I never have milkshakes that's fairly low and matcha, matcha's good. Matcha, I would rate not at the same level as coffee. I think coffee deserves to be higher. But, like, a good, like, matcha tea, matcha latte. Which do you call it? It's got caffeine in it, but it doesn't have coffee in it. It's just, like, matcha powder and milk. But anyway, matcha. So that's beverages done. In terms of beverages, yeah. Tea, coffee. Okay, then I'll give it to hot chocolate. Then matcha. And then Horlick's milkshake. Milkshake's always going to be better than Horlick's, so... Yeah, milkshakes and a Horlick solidly at the bottom. Have I forgotten other drinks? Probably, but I don't drink them, so has relatively little significance to me. And then cereal, right? Cereal is important. Okay, find dry cereal. Yeah, when I was a child, did not, did not dig putting milk on my cereal. I was just like, no, that looks rancid. Not put as in I liked milk and cereal, cereal was eaten because your parents, well in my case at least, cereal was like a, well my parents want me to have a healthy breakfast, let's get cereal, and then like obviously no, there's a lot of unhealthy cereals when you're a kid, any cereal I was choosing was fairly unhealthy, I mean we're talking frosties, cocoa, cocoa rocks, not cocoa pops, cocoa rocks, You've got, like, those Nesquik ones and also, like, the pillow kind of ones that's filled in the middle, like a Crave. It was, like, a mixture of, like, Nesquik cereal and Crave in the same bowl. It was beautiful. Did I like Cheerios? I can't remember. I feel like Cheerios are always a staple. Probably Honey Cheerios, because, you know, you need that extra level of unhealthiness. But I think what put me off adding milk to my cereal as a child is because... Cocoa Pops, fan favourite when you're on kid. Everyone loves Cocoa Pops. I liked dry Cocoa Pop because when people added their milk to their cereal, Cocoa Pops in particular, and then left it there, they would eat it, they wouldn't eat it fast enough, or they would just, I know, you're a kid, you get distracted, you wander off, deciding need the toilet, or just are being slow. And then all of the Cocoa chocolate coating on the cocoa pops would then permeate into the milk which is fine then the milk looks fine but then the weird rice soggy rice crispy looking thing you're left with just isn't pleasant so I must have just seen so many bowls of this soggy mess and like not doing that not going anywhere near that and then had a grudge against milk my cereal for many many years I got over that a couple years ago, proud of myself. I now enjoy it. Well, if I'm having like cereal for breakfast or whatever, like if cereal is the meal, then I'll have milk. If cereal is a snack, then it's dry. You wouldn't snack on certain dry cereal. That's why I really didn't like Weetabix for so many years because I was eating dry Weetabix. It does just taste of cardboard blended up in your mouth. Not as bad as shredded wheat. Shredded wheat, not shreddy. Shreddies are good. Shredded wheat just taste of cardboard. It's just not pleasant, dry. I mean, it's not that pleasant, wet, as in milk. Don't, don't be that person who adds anything other than milk. So anyway, cereal will be another episode. I can talk about cereal literally all day, honestly. It means a lot to me. Yeah, so cereal as a use of milk, definitely up there. Okay, you've got tea, then you've got coffee, and then you've got cereal. Other beverages, including milk can come after that other uses of milk what are they baking and cooking unless you're having like a bath of milk or something really nuanced using milk as i don't even know it's just sacrilege to waste milk so we're not even going to think about it but yeah like baking and cooking baking obviously better than cooking for milk usage okay also when i say baking and cooking baking includes like cakes scones juice scones Milk and scones? I'm not really sure. Hmm. But yeah, cakes, not brownies. But things like that. Baking at the top. And then cooking. But the breakfast brunch section of cooking, that's higher than other cooking. Like, if I'm making pancakes, I mean, we all know English pancakes are the best, let's not lie. I made scotch pancakes the other day. As in, first time i making pancakes, I thought, you know what my dad makes pretty pretty fine english pancakes i can always get him to teach me that another day i was like i want something different made scotch pancakes for for brunch for the family this is what i'm doing in isolation that involved milk so if i'm making brunch anything involving brunch breakfast is better than any other kind of cooking like if you're making scrambled eggs for breakfast would involve milk that's then a higher priority than you using milk in other types of cooking. Actually, I'd say, you know what, let's, let's promote it. Breakfast, brunch, cooking, same level as baking. I think it deserves to be on the same level because also like pancakes, you can have them in the same situation as you might have cake as well. Like if you're having pudding People have pancakes and waffles for pudding, like you'd also have cake for pudding, so I feel like I'll give it credit so yeah, establish that all good, so tea coffee baking slash no tea coffee cereal baking slash breakfast slash brunch, then I'd probably say other lesser beverages and then cooking. I think what we've established is milk, milk is integral to society, it's just that good good cow udder juice, unless you're using a milk alternative. That is the other key, key topic, let's say, within milk usage. I was going to talk about cereal later on, but I'm like, no, cereal deserves its own episode, you know, we'll stick to milk episode one, and I also promise you it's not all going to be about food. And baking and cooking and supermarkets. Supermarkets are generally quite exciting, is what I found. I haven't been in one in ages. Am I allowed to go to Tesco at the moment? No. I don't think I was allowed to go to Tesco before lockdown got implemented, which, quite sad about, because obviously everyone got to see the empty shelves and go, oh, let me add it to my story. There's no crazy, there's no dairy, there's no. I mean dairy I mean milk and eggs I mean I'm sure some people are gonna panic buying cheese yeah oh I need the gouda I need the feta I need the cheddar parmesan parmesan no no oh, shut up Deborah. yeah I'm not a massive cheese person so not my go-to dairy item and then other items of dairy are just not good like yogurt no yeah so I never got to go and see the empty shelves in the supermarkets Am I kind of sad? Yeah. Am I happy I'm not ill though at the moment? Yeah as well. So you know what, for my peace of mind, mainly for my parents' peace of mind, I will gladly accept the burden of having not gone. So yeah, types of milk, the next part. Episode one, part two, types of milk. Right, so my family, we know what, we know what type of milk we like. As in, mostly is my dad. But we are a 1% milk kind of family. 1% milk is king in the Smith household. We love it. Now, just to educate everyone, if you don't know, 1% milk is the orange bottle top. Right. To my knowledge, at least. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I will be ashamed of myself if I am wrong, but you have four different types of traditional dairy milk from a cow. So starting with whole, skimmed, you have whole milk, which will be like only 4%-ish of fat. Yeah, let's go with that. So 4%. And then you get semi-skimmed, which is going to be around somewhere between like one5 to 2%. Then you've got 1%. We love that. We love that stuff. And then you have skimmed, which is essentially nothing or like 0.1%. Right, so whole milk is blue, semi-skimmed, green, 1% orange, and skimmed is red. Just in case you didn't know, you're probably sitting there thinking, "Deborah, we know, we know what milk looks like, we know how to buy milk. Well, for that one person who did never been to Tesco, slash Sainsbury's, not endorsing Tesco, we just shop there as a family, actually we kind of browse everywhere, but the moment, we'll go to Tesco, because we have a big one close by, it's got a good, it's got a good selection, what can I say, of everything, I mean, good selection of milk, but also they have really good bread, but of everything, Tesco's pretty good, but yeah, so 1%, you can only really get, or at least for us, you can only really get in Morrison's or Sainsbury's, so when we're not shopping at either of those, and we are going to, let's say, you know, Tesco, then we'll go for semi-skimmed because it's the closest we can get what's good about one percent is you've got the same taste as semi-skimmed but you've got less fat you'd probably call it healthier I mean yeah you'd call it healthier to be honest I feel like it's such a small difference but if you're drinking loads of milk and we get through a fair amount of milk overall probably makes a very small difference to our health or at least we'll tell ourselves that At least, for my brother who drinks hot chocolate quite a lot, I'd say it's probably good for him. Mind you, he needs to grow more, so maybe he should be on whole milk, but we're never buying that, let's be real here. Whole milk, it's just cream. Can't remember the last time I tried it, not gonna lie. Won't catch whole milk in our household, never. Even when I need it for baking, we can cope with semi-skimmed. Or you can hack it, semi-skimmed. If you've got, randomly got, single cream in the house which again single cream is better than double cream not gonna lie to go with cake or something go for go for single cream so get the quantity you need just about of semi-skimmed then have a couple just a little drop or a few of the cream and then you've essentially got that's essentially whole milk pretty much and also you wouldn't catch skimmed milk in the smith household thing is right skimmed milk let's think about this is it mostly cloudy, murky-looking, whitish water? Yeah, that's essentially what skim milk is. But I would always choose skim milk over whole milk because the idea of whole milk is not a vibe. So ranking milk, one percent at the top, then semi-skimmed, then we move on to milk alternatives. Because let's be real, skim milk and whole milk, they're further down on the list. So I think. By popular decree, oat milk by Oatly. We stand Oatly only, obviously. Oatly's at the top of milk alternatives. Oat milk is good. I think it has the least after... Like, it has a bit of an aftertaste, but it doesn't have as much. Oatly, I just love their branding. I think it tastes amazing. Um, compared to other milks, still not as good as 1%. Sorry. Oatly's hardcore. Also, we've got some UHT at the moment for, you know, when we were nearly gonna run out of milk I was like dad you know what we need we need a carton of oatly in the cupboard so if we do run out of milk then I can choose between oat milk and UHT because everyone knows UHT isn't as good as real milk however if it's in those like mini pots you get in hotels and stuff then I can just drink the milk straight out of those they're just something mystical about them they just taste so good I could just drink it straight out. Okay, gonna stop. But yeah, love Oatly. Then after Oatly, I hear them saying Oatly sort of oat milk, but they're just interchangeable phrases at this point. Just assume oat milk means Oatly. Then the other ones I've tried are almond milk and soy milk. Soy milk, specifically, what I like is... Let me find it. Yeah. So... What I think a lot of Chinese kids had when they were younger is, like, bitter soy, which is, like, a malted, or at least I only ever had the malted soy drink. Just like, you had, like, little cards of milk at, like, break time or whatever when you were in primary school. Yeah, in the infant section, you'd get little cards of milk. I think a lot of Chinese Asian kids had bitter soy, which is just same concept, but just, like, malted soy milk. Which, again, leaves a weird aftertaste. However, just a lot of nostalgia around it. So it's just really good. As in, I could have a little bit and then I'm like, wow, this is just too much of a weird aftertaste. Every time I see it in a Chinese supermarket, Asian supermarket, get a nice nostalgia hit there. Love it. But would I buy soy milk just to have in my tea? No. Vita soy though, yes. But almond milk... I think, yeah, after oat milk, I'd go with almond milk, definitely. Again, hot tape, unsweetened is bad. Right, so didn't mean to try unsweetened. However, that one time I needed to get a non-dairy milk from the petrol station, they only had unsweetened almond milk. Was their only milk alternative, so that was the one I had to go for. Not amazing, wouldn't do it again. Did I finish off that carton? Probably not. Right, so that's my other gripe with alternative milk. Why does it come in one, pretty much one litre cartons only? This is what I'm not a big fan of. Because normal milk comes in pints. You can get one pint, two pint, four pint, six pint. Those are your classic quantities, right? Go Google up now. Okay, so a pint, pint to a litre. One pint is roughly... 568.261 millilitres so around five to six hundred millilitres right is one pint so that's roughly if we use bad approximation roughly half a litre so if I just wanted a little bit of milk I'm at uni I only need one pint to last me okay I need more than that let's say I was one week I was like you know what I want to have some oat milk but I might want both I might want Okay, I don't think they do 1% in one pint. So let's say I want a pint of semi-skimmed and a pint of oat milk. I just wouldn't be able to do it. I could only be able to get one litre of oat milk. And so what we've had in the past, I've got this one litre carton, and then I don't really get much flexibility in what milk to choose. Because, okay, yeah, if I really want cow milk, good, good cow milk, then I'm going to choose it. However... I don't want to waste Oatly. Oatly's beautiful. It's sad because once you open the carton, I love how it stores forever. Pretty, well, not forever. Starts a very long time in the cupboard. Once opened, it's like a ticking time bomb. Okay, big extreme, but you get the idea. It starts to expire, so you need to open the package and break the seal. And yeah, then I have to be the one to finish it all off. That's one thing. One message that milk alternatives have not clocked on to yet is just have them in varying size please like you can get mini cartons but mostly only of like chocolate almond milk or something and obviously i'm not adding that to my tea i've had white chocolate milk in cereal at the cereal killer cafe again going to beautiful detail another time but i can appreciate that but i'm not going to do that at home am i and okay fine i appreciate like chocolate milk chocolate milk is good but I think milk alternatives need to diversify their package sizing, carton sizing. There's definitely a calling for it. Oh yeah, in conclusion, for the types of milk, okay, 1%, 1% milk at the top, then semi-skimmed, then let's put oat milk, good old Oatly, comes in third. Then I'd reckon VitaSoy, just because nostalgia. If a weird classing it, at the same time, just don't associate it with normal milk. Because I'd have in the same situation, I'd have, like, a carton of... Someone would have a carton of juice. Or, like, tea. By tea, I mean, like, chrysanthemum tea kind of thing. But anyway, we'll class it in there, put it in fourth. Then, I would say skimmed. Then whole, I'll put in next. Just for the sake of it being cow milk. Also for the sake of it being in... Like, I can understand... need for in cooking. I might not like it but I can understand and then I'll put in the other types of milk alternative. Almond, coconut, rice etc. Can't say I've tried the last two, can't say I've tried any type of milk other than the four types of cow milk, oat milk, soy milk and almond milk and oat milk but I feel like that's a decent number, different types Decent let me get this out of my way. a decent number of different milks to have tried. And then obviously you've got your like chocolate milk, other kind of stuff, but you know what, you're not gonna use them in the same situations. They're they're a niche category, which shouldn't be ranked the same list. But are well respected. If we're going into flavoured milk, chocolate's at the top. But what types do you have? Chocolate milk, strawberry milk, banana milk. Cere- no, cereal milk you can't buy. But it's good. But then again, that's just going into cereal again and different cereals affect the milk differently, as we all know. People who don't drink their cereal milk are just taking milk for granted. Again, sacrilege. Hot take, it's just a sacrilege. Drink your cereal milk. If you're gonna use if you're gonna use the milk for your cereal, just it's like if you've got soup noodles, right? If you've got soup left over at the end, drink it. It was fine when the noodles were in it. What's wrong with it now? It's just, it tastes good. Anyway, it's getting off topic, Deborah. This whole thing's off topic. But we're here. We're enjoying ourselves. I'm enjoying myself. You, I mean, if you've got to this stage, you'd hope you'd be enjoying yourself. Or isolation just hit you that bad. But yeah, I think that pretty much concludes the first episode. We made it to the end. I did have a bit more to say on supermarkets running out of cereal and my associated trauma with that. However, I'm thinking I'm going to leave that for another time because otherwise it's going to drag on for quite a while and I'm going to get onto more cereal tangents. So I'm going to leave it there. But yeah, all that leaves me to say is thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Hope to see you soon. And yeah, goodbye.